All right, everybody, welcome to the Cantina MX podcast. Two-man team here. This is Albert Campa. I'm here with Jaime Landeros. How's it going, Jaime? I'm doing good, man. It's uh, It's been an interesting week, and I'm excited to talk about it. Yeah, so let's, uh, let's get in this week. This is uh, a week of MLS versus League MX and the Conca Champions. Uh, the much waited. I think everyone was waiting for this game. Leon taking on LAFC. Uh, previously, everyone was going crazy about all these players going to MLS and the MLS has taken over and all these. And uh, we've had some heated chat in the Cantina chat. Uh, so yeah, let's discuss like what was the main things I guess for you. Uh, we're still going through it. Like Olympia and Seattle Sounders are playing right now, but yesterday were uh, the first games. And uh... I think for me, you know, we saw this crazy run by LAFC, you know, in their domestic league and how Carlos Vela was the MVP. But everybody was curious to see how they would stack up against some real adversary and some actual competition and how they would stack up against, you know, some Mexican teams. And some people even thought, you know, they could even beat Leon. But it was uh, it was funny to see uh, LAFC just, just have no answers to Leon. And Leon were honestly pretty pretty merciful. They could have easily won the game 3 or 4-0. Um, but this was Carlos Vela's first game in Mexico kind of crazy right yeah yeah so like my in my opinion lafc was sort of i mean we knew even from like their mls season last year that their defense was sort of suspect they gave up a lot of goals they scored some goals but they gave up a lot of goals especially i remember against the la galaxy in the playoffs so i, I knew that i knew their defense was not very well they, you know, they had the runners up front. They had Vela up front, and uh, this Leon team yeah, is in third place right got, now. They got rid of Zimmerman too. They got rid of like one of their center backs. Oh uh, yeah. So this defense, like you said, two zero, based on this defense, is not not too, you know, it's not too good. It could have been more. Uh, it probably should have been more, but you know, two. I would say two zero. I think Hercules Gomez says they got it. They got off pretty easy against Leon. LAFC did, so that's sort of like a good result. But still, everyone and even all the Liga MX fans were just going crazy, like saying, you know, what gap and all this stuff, which I think was a little going overboard. But I, I pretty much expected this, uh, you know, sort of this to happen. I did see, like, when you. When, you mentioned uh, Carlos Vela. There were some moments where he was really dangerous. Like he did one pretty good cross, like uh, on the ground pass in the middle, which almost resulted in a in a scoring opportunity, but they missed it. Um, he was dangerous, but he was like uh, I think marked really well, and sort of disappeared in much of the game. So, isn't it funny that like fans were booing him when he was taking corners and stuff and. Um... It just goes to show, like, you know, he doesn't really have a solid relationship with Mexico. And when the game ended, he refused to do any type of, of interviews. He went straight to the bus because he doesn't want to deal with the Mexican press. 
So yeah, that's. I don't know. That, I think that's <laughs> that's another thing that that I think is expected. The guy, in my opinion, is is really sensitive. Uh, I don't want to be crude. I don't want to be rude or anything, but he's sort of a little baby. Even before the game, like he was uh, when the team arrived at the airport, I believe a fan. I don't know if you saw the video. A fan went up to try to talk to him, and he had this big uh, bodyguard dude and sort of like you know pushed the guy's camera and phone out of the way. Who was trying to take a, a video of Carlos? Oh wow! And uh, and Carlos just was standing there like looking straight ahead. He didn't even look at the dude or you know say yeah come on let me take a picture or whatever. He was just standing there. It might have been a press. It might have been press who was just like hounding. Um, but his bodyguard was like, you know, get, get that guy out of here and pushed him away. And and he was just like, okay, he's going to Mexico. It sort of, it seemed like he was like, okay, I'm going here. I don't really want to be here. Um, uh, I feel uncomfortable, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, uh, what am I doing here? No one likes me. I'm all alone and stuff. <laughs> but uh, I think the only place he feels at home is Quintana Roo, you know, his home in Cancun. Yeah, he just takes things too. I mean, I'm sure he got messed. He got messed up pretty bad with the national team and stuff. But uh, yeah, he he just seems yeah. so like on the defensive and so scared and meek and stuff. Yeah, I think I'll be very very eager to see because he, he he'll have to be at the press conference I think in in LA, you know. So he he can't avoid the press for so long. He's gonna have to respond and and give give some you know give the people what they want uh i think the real winners of the game were the fans man the lafc fans that went all the way to guanajuato they they look like they created a pretty pretty good friendship with the fans although i will say though people on twitter were saying oh they got applauded and stuff like all right let's let's take it easy all right one step at a time they got what you know like I guess the Leon fans after the game uh, were starting to applaud the LAFC fans. Uh, like they, were, they were like clapping and stuff. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I saw the I saw a video of that, and that, that sort of makes sense. Like uh, a, a lot, you know, some positivity. Yeah. To your to your guys. I mean, it, the those fans are they're probably the best thing in the last and. I mean, they kind of sh- they showed up, you know, they showed up at the game. Um, but I mean, their you know their season hasn't even started yet, so that's the excuses that we're gonna start to hear once all these MLS teams get slowly eliminated from this tournament. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we, we've we've already heard him. I, I follow one dude in particular. I forget his name. MLS MLSist, I think, is his name. He's, you know, he goes crazy. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. I don't, I don't know what Ma- talking about. Martin already put it, you know, well, he gave his take, I think. He put it to, he he posted about uh, the last time MLS was in season uh, during Coca Champions. They, they ended up losing to, uh, or uh, Sporting KC lost to Pachuca, I believe. Uh, like 5-0 No, Sporting FC. Like the MLS side in the Coca Champions, so even even when they were in you know in season, they still ended up losing to League MX teams. Although, uh, I think no, it wasn't America. It was uh, well, yeah, America lost to Toronto, I think, or Toronto eliminated one 
Mexican team, and then uh, yeah, it was supposed to be a Chivas America final. Yeah, and then Toluca but, got eliminated by uh, Sporting KC. Yeah. So there's two. So it wasn't like fully domination, full domination, even though you know Chivas did win or mm-hmm. uh, the Mexican side did win the tournament in the end. But yeah, it seems that there's always you know some high expectations for MLS, and they put up a good fight in some games, but then they always end up losing. And I mean, it's their own fault. You know, because they're the ones that don't want to be on the rest of the world schedule. You know, they decide to start their season in, in the middle of fucking spring. It's like, yo, the rest of the world has the same season. You guys are the only ones in the entire world that don't want to, you know, don't want to go with the rhythms with the rest of the world. And, this yeah. is, you know, the consequences, you go into this first game of, of the season completely just out of rhythm. Um but, I mean, it wasn't that easy for Mexican teams uh, yesterday either. Cruz Azul, like, were losing up until, like, the 95th minute. Yeah. <laughs> they scored two goals in stoppage uh, against this team from Jamaica. So, they had trouble. Uh, Tigres lost to Alianza yesterday. And Tuca looked like he was ready to murder the entire team. <laughs> and then America yesterday in a hackathon against Cuminacac. Uh, Comunicaciones one one. Yeah, I, did you I think, see that game? Yeah, I did. That was that was pretty bad. It was it was crazy. And the, the ref, I like how he's they. Nope, there was only two times. It was only two times. And uh, yeah, that was ridiculous. But I think this is just all. Uh, you know, it, it doesn't really matter. The, one of the negative things about Liga MX going to play these teams is they don't really like care, man. Like they they put it forth and everything. But these are like lesser important games, um, and they're not putting all their effort into it. Yeah, I mean, they were fielding like their their B side. They weren't even, you know, starting their best players. Yeah, so that's that's one aspect. Of when on the return leg, when it when it really matters, they're gonna even if they put in like partial B side, A side, they're they're gonna put you know they're gonna put all their effort into it. And so I'm not really yeah. worried about the the Tigres loss, the Leo, or the. Uh, Cruz Azul struggling or America struggling. Uh-huh. I expect them all three to, to to pull through. I mean, LAFC, I could see like putting up a fight, you know, causing some struggles for Leon at home, but still not, you know, I don't think they're sufficient to, to beat Leon in that series. Uh, uh, real quick, uh, Louis on the chat says, y'all see Ponce being a B. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're gonna talk about Ponce. I saw that video. We saw the video of him uh, either trying to fight some dude, or and then his big old uh, muffin top bodyguard trying to fight some dude. <laughs> uh, but yeah, right now, uh, who's playing? Olympia and Seattle Sounders are playing, and that, that's one zero Seattle. And then earlier today. New York City FC beats. scored five goals. Yeah, five. Well, it's a high-scoring game, five to three. They got three goals from San Carlos. So a little bit of action still going on today, and somebody just scored. So Seattle scored. Jordan Morris scored. It looks like the uh, a second goal for Seattle. So they're gonna go through on that side of the the bracket on the Tigres side. Yeah, it'll be um, 
I expect all the, like you said, all Mexican teams to go through. Um, we'll see how it goes for the for the MLS sides. You know, I didn't know this. Uh, Thierry Henry is coaching Montreal. Oh yes, I didn't know that. Hmm. And there in this tournament, they uh, they tied Saprisa. Like he went from coaching Monaco to coaching Montreal. That's a that's a huge step down. <laughs> <laughs> Holy smokes! Oh jeez. So yeah, the it's return. Like, what happened? Oh no, go ahead. Oh, it's like kind of like when Matias, you know, when he left Chivas, they thought he was going to get a big offer from, from like a national team or whatever, and then he ends up going to the San Jose Earthquakes. It's like, huh, what yeah. happened? Yep. So the next leg is next week. That'll be the, the final leg. And then in March, uh, 10th through 12th March, and 17th through 19th is the quarterfinals and then the yeah LAFC got fucked uh, as far as the schedule goes because they have for some I mean the return leg for some reason is on Thursday and then they have their season opener against Miami uh, on Sunday so I wonder if they'll just I don't know we'll we'll see how they split the team (laughs) yeah I can see Leon scoring some some more goals on them yeah, it's going to be tough for those dudes. Um, sort of interesting seeing the LAFC guys, uh, Chicano, Mexican-American dudes over there, singing in Spanish and and chanting and stuff, but rooting for a, a non-Mexican team. But yeah, they, they had some fun. They turned out there a little bit, but it was pretty, it was pretty good how El, uh, Leon, like their side of the, their side of the field was just like flags everywhere, man. Some good support from the Leon side. Yeah, man. They uh, they showed up. So that's that's Conca Champions. So before we get into like the whole uh, Liga MX schedule and everything, let's talk a little bit about what Louis was saying. So. So Miguel Ponce was, or Chivas was arriving in Tijuana, I believe, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah, Miguel, they played them all. Miguel Ponce gets down, and a fan was trying to talk to him, and he gets like face to face, you know, stare down. I think he might have pushed. The camera wasn't showing. He might have pushed him. Said and, that uh, he was signing autographs. And this dude in particular hit his chest like three times. And then he reacted like anybody would. Like, yo, like, fuck off. And then his big-ass bodyguard (laughs) just, like, shoves him out of the way. So let's see. uh, Chia Hermanos, he gives a... uh, (laughs) He tweeted a uh, a statement. he he responded. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, so it's about the video that's circulating the net, the net. Lamento profundamente mi reacción a la provocación que recibió. So he was pro- uh, provoked 
Oh, he said he received three slaps to the chest while he was signing a a shirt, and that made him react. But he still should have stayed calm, he says. You are the base of Chivas, and I will always direct myself with humility and respect. I would desire to be united. Okay, so he says, Tres mana manotazos en el pecho mientras firmaba. Manotazos en el pecho. Yeah, man. Like me and Ron talk about whenever, you know how players, like they'll grab each other's face? They'll, they'll uh, grab mm -hmm. opponents. I don't, I don't do that stuff, man. You don't grab my face. <laughs> That's like humiliating, dude. Um, yeah, so slapping the dude's chest, like hitting the guy's chest. That's uh, <laughs> the reaction. <laughs> the reactions, though, man. We got to check out this reaction. Oh wait, which what, I just wait. What reaction? The replies to his thing. Okay. Um, I just like that. So Chivas like liked his his tweet, and then somebody <laughs> someone took a screenshot of the big boy, and they're like, "Yes, Marano." <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm talking about. The... <laughs> oh my god, the big ass dude, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Let's see. Look at this dude. <laughs> like, I need to get the video. I'm showing it on the. Uh... Yeah, man. This guy. On the, on the YouTube. Oh, <laughs> that, dude's, that dude's gonna get memed out, man. Who just joined? Let's see. Uh, what's up? Oh, I thought somebody joined. Never mind. Dude, talk about. It's been it, it, it's been such a tough time to be a Chivas player, man. Like you got this going on now with Bonse, but the entire week was being. Um, I mean, everybody was talking about Antuna and uh, Alvaro Morales, and Alvaro Morales just no Vaseline, bro. He just can't. <laughs> like Antuna missed a, a a clear chance on a breakaway against Cruz Azul, and she was ended up losing the game, and he got booed, and uh, he ended up breaking down and crying after the game, and. Apologizing yeah. to the fans, and then Alvaro Morales tweeted about how he needs to retire, and then it's just it's just been a shit show ever since. It's hilarious. Like I, okay, so this is my. It's sort of weird because it's like never really happened to this extent, and I've seen the word bullying be thrown around, and I can understand that a little bit. But it happens all the time, like on Picante. They don't do it directly and, like, calling out a single player like this and laugh at, you know, like the way he laughs, ha, 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 and all this. Yeah. And saying, I'm in your head, Urielito, and all. And it's, and, it's, and it's sort of true, man. He might be in his head because you can just imagine, like, when you're watching the Chivas game next, next uh, or tomorrow, whenever he gets the ball, you're going to be thinking, okay, what's he going to do? Is the pressure going to be too much? Is he not going to be able to handle it? Because he did say, okay, in L.A., you're comfortable. You know, it's nice and, you know, you're nice and in MLS and it's, there's no pressure. Now you're with Chivas. You're expected to do really good things. And if you don't, then what's up? How are you going to handle it? Let me ask you this. Do you think Alvaro uh, crossed the line? Uh, 
because at what point are you a journalist and at one point are you just straight up like being unprofessional because I think he he has crossed the line I think he's being a little bit more unprofessional and, and at this point it just feels like he's just doing it for the ratings for ESPN yeah I, I do think it is um, out of the norm for journalists like if you're a, if you're like a yeah, if you're a journalist and you're supposed to be professional and you're supposed to, you know, do things properly and be, uh, you know, ask the right questions and show respect and all this stuff, yeah, that's, you know, that's out of the norm and it is crossing the line. But yeah, because I mean, ESPN is okay with it. I mean, he's actually, he has a show that's all about this. It's his caricature. It's it, it's yeah. it's what it's about. It's what he's all about. It's what the show's all about. So he's not getting fired he uh he's getting clicks he's getting reaction that the player even reacted to him which i think was a mistake antuna shouldn't have reacted and you know gotten into it with him he's got to be higher than that and it, but he, if he does like i don't have a problem like it's sort of like the free speech type of thing i don't have a problem with what I, maybe he shouldn't have done it but i don't have a problem with what he's doing um i don't have a i have a problem sort of with antuna coming back but I'll, again i don't have a problem with that either if he can handle it, like if, you know, talk back, interact with the Twitter people, if you can handle it, if you don't let it get to your head, or if you don't like, some people say never read replies because they're all negative and stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, it depends. It is sort of messed up. I get the calling him a clown and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I think like he did mess up by responding to that tweet because that just justifies what he's doing, you know? Like, Morata, uh, Morales had, a, he had he had some good points. You know, he said it's different scoring again. Because if you guys don't remember, like, Antuna had a really good gold cup. And he scored, like, uh, I forgot how many goals. Like, at least three, three or four. And, um, but, you know, obviously it was against, like, Cuba and Martinique and all these, like, small, <laughs> small countries. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, he's, we, Chivas spent a lot of money for him. We, I mean, the rumor is about $10 million, so. It was a lot of money for him and uh, for us to, you know, buy buy him for that much. And it's just uh, he had a really bad game, but it has gone from bad to worse because, like you said, they play tomorrow. He's going to be under biggest microscope ever. And if he doesn't score or if he has a bad game, it's going to get worse. And you know, um, Alvaro is going to be ready. In, in fact, I'm sure he already has videos ready <laughs> for after the game in case things go bad. So, um, I don't know. The, the more I've seen of Alvaro, the, the, the more I've, I've disliked him. And uh, But I get it. You know, That's his character. It, it, gives, it gives ESPN ratings. It gets them trending on Twitter. And... Uh, it it just shows why more and more Mexican players are are going to the MLS, man. They don't want to deal with that shit. Look at Chicharro; he doesn't want to deal with that shit. So he's like, "Fuck that! I'm gonna go to LA where they're gonna treat me like a king." Pulido <laughs> too, you know. Pulido left because he was getting scrutinized too in Mexico. He got kidnapped in Mexico, so it's like MLS is becoming like a safe house for for all the Liga MX players. Are you calling? I'm curious to see how how that's going to affect 
things moving forward. Are you calling MLS a safe space? <laughs> it's a safe uh, space, man. It's like you get money, your your family's going to be taken care of, <laughs> and you're not going to be dealing with the yellow yellow journalism that exists in Mexico. Well, this dude is an attorney. Well, yeah. It's, it's, it's just so much negativity, man. Why is there so much negativity in Mexico? I don't get it, man. <laughs> it's a, it's like a, well, it's like the main sport, man. Aren't there like a, Stephen A? Stephen A, man. There's other, there's Stephen A and some other dudes that do, do some negative stuff as well. It used to be Skip and Stephen A and they used to, they used to go wild, but they, they wouldn't, uh, they wouldn't go to like the extent that like Alvaro's going. Yeah, this is next level. And Alvaro's an Americanista. So that, that's, you know, that's where this is going yeah. to. This is like rivals. Yeah. And usually in the U.S., you don't have fans that are, you know, are so heated as a, a rival that they just are going to. Yeah, you, re- you rarely see like a, you know, like a journalist bring their you know their 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 colors into their into their work you know they usually put that to the side oh uh yeah he's central american dude uh luis on the chat says uh yeah so where does this dude come off let's see what else luis is on the chat richard flores flores morales is a clown but chivas has always been a bs team they're popular because they won championships when there were eight teams back in the Stone Age, 50s and 60s. <laughs> I wish Joel was here hearing that one, man. That's sort of true. Like, I, I used to, well, this is sort of getting off topic. I told Joel, you know, you remember the, I don't know if you follow NBA and stuff, but remember the Celtics whenever they won, like, all those championships back in the day? Uh-huh. They won, like, tons of championships. And that was back when people didn't even know how to play basketball, except for these handful of players on the Celtics, and they just dominated. So that's sort of what I think of whenever on Richard's comment. It's like Chivas was playing in the Stone Age when, like, no one else knew how to play soccer except Chivas. So they just won all those cup. They won the Campionissimo. Uh, Luis also we're says... Guaranteed, we're guaranteed one title every 10 years. Leave us alone. Yeah. Uh, U.S. says, or Luis says, U.S. media corporations pay hand over fist for non-Mexican Latinos who will smear Mexicans. Fox, ESPN. Mm. Well, there you go. This happens. It's crazy though. Well, well, like you hear, you hear Mexican stuff. Like the 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 Mexicans' worst enemy is another Mexican, and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, there's negativity. Yeah, I mean- if you look at the ESPN crew, they're all from Central America, yeah, and they're, I, I want to punch them all in the face. Like the short dude with the, like the small ass voice, he, he's he's from like he's from Guatemala too or some shit. I don't know, but he's always talk shit about like Chicharito and like how Chicharito was like glorified bench warmer and stuff. And, that's and the Jorge Ramos, yeah, Jorge Chicharito. Ramos. That's that side. But then if you if you do look if you look at the picante, that's the more Mexican. Yeah, that's but they're still yeah. negative as well, man. They'll like rip into people, oh, yeah. and, and they're more ripping into uh, um, like executives and stuff, coaches. I guess. Yeah, coaches. I think they're and more like uh, what's his name, Puente, right? He's, he was getting a lot of. Yeah, Puente was another kids. thing. Puente was another uh, another thing that I. The thing that bothered me about La Puente was 
do the any and what's her name hosted like this panel just ripping into La Puente for everything he said and you know defending their their rights as journalists and you know that they have pressure too and that they're doing their job and I was just like I was mm-hmm. like Man, shut shut up dudes <laughs> what he said is actually sort of true because a coach and especially in Mexican league gets fired left and right coaches get fired all over the time all over the place oh, and yeah. if they're lucky they can get recycled but you don't see journalists getting fired left and right you know they, it, it, it's right they're they're comfortable if you miss if you lose a few games like uh like Dena is right now he his his uh job is on the line there's you don't get fuera you know, fuera Tena, fuera La Volpe, fuera Piojo, and all these chants and stuff. You don't get that in journalist in journalism. Yeah, you don't see that yeah, kind of pressure. They get like terrible ratings. I think they can have that conversation where, all right, you know, it's time to go. <laughs> but yeah, you you re- you rarely see journalists like get fired. They what they end up doing is, and they end up going to a different network. You know, that happened to Andres Cantor, you know, he was from Univision, then he went to Telemundo, and yeah. it's just like, it just happens over time, you know. I guess the man like that got Pablo most... Ramirez. Yeah. Think about Pablo Ramirez, he used to be the main guy on, on Univision, now he's, he, I don't even know what he's doing, man. He's he like I think he, like the... They do half, they do half and half, I think, with, with Pedro Bermudez. Um mm. They switch off. Uh, I think he's still around. I actually saw him at a uh, in San Antonio not too long ago. One of the friendlies. Um, so he's still around, but uh, but yeah, those guys. You know, they have uh, the only one I can think of that everyone hated was uh, Fernando Fiori. Even oh, man, like even terrible. like, and he like he went back to uh, <laughs> he Ooh. went he went back and got. Like he went they to the English side, huh? Yeah, they sent his ass to Fox. Yeah, in English. And, then, and he was doing the commentary for the for the World Cup in 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 English, and it was pretty cringe, man. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. Uh, Richard also says Puente was always a bum, failed novella actor, failed pundit. And he got that job because his daddy is friends with certain prom- promoters. Oh man, <laughs> that's true. That's all got true. A lot to say. <laughs> that's all true, though. I mean, I, I, I can, I can, uh... and, and he's 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 sensitive, dude. He got, uh, what, what was the cause of all this? He got like questioned or something. Oh, he got mad with a journalist who was asking him questions. So he like, it, it, he was an, it, it reminded me of Nady Castillo when he was like, "Well, I'm in Europe and you're here," and he, oh, <laughs> and he was like all flinching and stuff. Uh, that's sort of what what reminded me of when La Puente was doing this. So it's it's a little bit similar. He got upset with a journalist, so he tried to like he tried to jab him. He tried to get get him back and like stick it to him and stuff. So just a little revenge thing that got out of control. And he opened his mouth too much. He apologized. Yeah. So it's just one of those things. You mess up, you apologize. Just like Ponce messes up, and he apologizes. Alvaro Morales hasn't apologized, so he's gonna keep on. <laughs> oh, yeah, he's not. He's not apologizing. He's gonna. Keep, he's gonna keep on clowning. That's sort I of. Think, I think it's embarrassing that uh, didn't they like write him a letter and he ripped it up and stuff? Like he didn't even read it. Exactly. Yeah, I think Uriel, was it Uriel or was it Chivas? 
No, it was a Chivas fan. It was a Chivas fan who wrote like a whole letter or something, I think. Mm-hmm. Calling him a clown and like Yeah, all he that just stuff. he just ripped it up. It the only thing that like when you talk about a line is uh is when they call him and when you look at it as bullying. Like if it's bullying uh, you know, that's that's sort of messed up. Uh, we all laugh at someone misses a penalty kick on the opposing team or or on a rival's team. But uh when it gets to bullying, dude like the last thing the last thing you want to see is this dude like having some serious trauma on the field as a oh, result no. of all this. Like having some nervous breakdown or something. If I was, if I was then I wouldn't even I don't know. I would uh, consider leaving him out for this one. <laughs> Jeez. It's almost like like sometimes you hear, okay, we gotta we gotta do something to help this player get some confidence back. Like maybe put him in a Copa MX game or something. You know, and, uh, or, I don't know. Um, or maybe send him to Colombia and have him ask for money on the streets. <laughs> good, good. Do some hot yoga or do some meditation or remember, something. Remember? Uh, yeah, we talked about used to, Yeah, he used to ship his players out midweek to Colombia. And I think Cubo Torres was like Limosnero for like. A couple of days, then he scored, and then he he celebrated like he was asking for money. They need to do that with Antuna. <laughs> yeah. Put him in a mud bath or something. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely a Chivas crisis right now. Um, Dena's had back to back losses, and I mean they're already talking about replacing him. You know, they're talking about. Ojitos Nessa, Jesus Christ. Yeah, like, that's... When you hear a name like that, you just fucking, man, stick, stick with Denna, man. <laughs> like, I ain't trying to have a coach come in mid, mid, mid-season and then having this process start all over again, you know. Even if it's a dumpster fire, just, just let Denna have his, his 18 games and then, and then figure shit out in the summertime. It's not like we're going to go down to... Ascenso. <laughs> uh, Richard also says, who pays $11 million for an MLS reject like Antuna? The guy's the definition of inconsistent. Yeah, that dude, like, I remember, I've seen clips of him, like, trapping a ball, like a long pass to him in the air, and he'll just trap it nice and neat on his foot. And then the one time where he's on the he's on the corner and he tries a cross, but he hits it with his opposite leg and it goes away and he misses the ball completely. Uh, yeah, it's, there's been some inconsistently there, inconsistency. Yeah. So. Uh, and it's kind of crazy because after it's all said and done, he was very close to scoring the equalizer, but Corona had a, an amazing game. Yeah, there was one shot where, uh, yeah, he blocked it. He had the opportunity. Mm-hmm. It was a header. Yeah, he was ready to score, man. I thought he had scored, but Corona. He's like 40 years old now, I think. Still playing. Yeah. Um, Meanwhile, we got Jurado, who's like, you know, supposed to be the next in Ken, just playing for the the under 
under 23 or under 20 because he can't get minutes with the with the senior team. I saw a comment that he should he should have been signed by LAFC because their their goalie I think you know made some pretty bad plays or isn't the optimum optimum goalie for LAFC. Yeah, Jurado needs to get in there somewhere. He needs to get with some with some team. But uh, yeah, for that, uh, going to League MX, I guess. Um, Pumas. Pumas is doing good. How does it feel to be on top? It's 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 pretty good. It, it feels similar to like even last last season. Pumas was up there for a little bit. They had spurts where they would do well. Uh, the Toluca win was sort of pretty impressive because Toluca played plays really good, but their defense was just horrific. Like their Pumas wasn't like super powerful as well as as you know as they played, but it was sufficient throughout the game against a, a weak sort of defense from Toluca, and they were able to get that win. So that was that was pretty good. Um, I'm just expecting, you know, things to level out, things to even as the season goes through. And they probably will be able to make it in Liguilla if if not be very close to, to qualifying for Liguilla. So that's probably, that's how I see the Puma season going through. I don't think they're going to maintain maintain this. Uh, Rayados is what is surprising, man. They tied Juarez. Um, they're, are they at the very bottom? They're at the very oh. bottom. Yeah, Monterrey, Rayados. Rayados. They're in 18th, yeah, 18th spot, man. And they just yeah, lost Camp- Pizarro. Campionitis. Yeah, so they're they're in, they're in big trouble. Guadalajara's yeah. 13th. It's crazy that even with, obviously, the terrible start for Rayados, they still have a chance at a treble because they won the Conca Champions, they won the league. And they're in the semifinals of the Copa Mekis. Oh yeah. So. Uh, the triplete. Mm-hmm. She was going for the singlete. <laughs> <laughs> oh goal! Uh, Olympia just scores a tied two-two. Two-two. Let's go. So. That's the Where champ. From? Olympia's uh. Gua- Shoot. I don't know. Honduras or Guatemala? Goes to show how terrible the defending is by MLS sides. Holy shit. They had like six people in the box. Goalie came out of his line. How does that ball go in? Uh, Which reminds me of that goal that the second goal that Lone scored against LAFC was just so funny because. Like, they were all offside, and Chapo Montes kind of waited. And then one of LA's, one of the LAFC defenders just runs out of straight panic, not thinking, you know, and he, and he, he, he puts them all onside again, and that's how they scored. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. It was just – it was a funny goal. That's like a – that's like what a typical – that's a, that's a typical type of, of American – like your head's not in the game, soccer play. Because if you see a defender back there, you're like immediately, oh, I need to get back there, right? I need to go back and cover my spot. Mm-hmm. American defenses are organized and they're, 
you know, they don't get beat to the back. You know, they, they start in the back, they bunker in the back, and they build forward. Um, if you get taken from, you know, if you get taken and beat to your goal, then that's, you know, a no-no. And then dude rushed and he just enabled it, so. <laughs> yeah, it was it was funny because I'm like, oh, like, he's going to pass the ball, they're going to be offside. But then just out of nowhere, dude, he just runs up. <laughs> I'm like, what are you doing? Oh, man. Quadis, man, they've actually had a good start of the season. They're in sixth place. Man. Fifth place, man. Huh? Fifth place. Oh, fifth place. Oh, wow. About Cruz Azul. So we have Pumas, America, Leon, Querétaro's doing well, FC Juarez, Cruz Azul, San Luis, and Necaxa. So there's a bunch of like... Uh, if you were to tell me that was going to be the, the top eight, six fixtures, and I would say you're, you're, off your, you're off your rocker, man. Yeah, Necaxa did good last season, so they're sort of, okay, I can understand them. But you have one, two, three, four, four teams that are sort of unexpected there. Querétaro, FC Juarez, San Luis. Well, Querétaro did good last season also. They were up there, up well, top. Well, I mean, if you were to tell me Rayas would be at the bottom of the table too, I mean, it's just what? <laughs> yeah, you got even like Pachuca, you know, typically is solid. Tigres is in 10th. Santos is in 9th. Toluca 12th. Toluca's been bad uh, mm-hmm. for a while now. And and then Rayados, yeah. So Monterrey's all the way at the bottom. That's just crazy. So I guess we can look at uh, next week. Well, let me, let me see. We got some activity on the chat here. These chat dudes are going... Going crazy. Biggest mistake of JJ Macias' career was to return to Chivas. He went from being linked to European Randy, teams. Shout out to Randy. Uh, Randy, yeah. The only Atlas fan that I know. <laughs> Messi and Cristiano. And, uh, Atlas are going to do Chivas the favor of allowing us to lay on their dead body as they <laughs> descend. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, he brings up Messi and Ronaldo would be at Inter Miami. Dude, if they if they played Liga MX teams, they wouldn't win out of pity. Liga MX would be like, like like uh, que se les cae la baba. They looking up to Messi and Ronaldo. They'd just be sitting there looking. Oh, it's Messi. It's Messi. It's Ronaldo. And then they would wow. score on them. <laughs> uh, no, all we... I know is uh, Beckham secured 180 million from. Uh, Qatar. So they got some big boy money, man. And I think they're going to... I mean, it's Beckham, you know, so I can see him bringing a very attractive star to Miami. Yeah. Um, We were talking about this on some other, I think, last podcast or something. The only way Liga MX loses to MLS side is if MLS takes all the South Americans all the current Mexicans that are coming over and that continues. And then their whole, you know, the whole starting 11 is pure either Mexican or South American and no Americans at all starting. And, and Mexico's left is, uh, our Liga Mex teams are left with leftovers. <laughs> That's the only way uh, MLS will end up beating Liga Mex teams. 
I mean, you could probably have like a Jordan Morris or like the top Americans in a, on a side. But other than that, the depth is the problem with MLS. That's the only way they're going to be able to. I mean, and just the sheer size, I mean, they're going to eventually be 30 teams in the league. And that's just, at that point, you can't possibly create a competitive league with that many teams. It's just too many teams. Oh, yeah. So going into Jornada uh, 7 on Friday night, Atlas and Pachuca. Three games, uh, Atlas, Pachuca, Puebla, Toluca, and Cholos, Chivas. The big, the big game is Cholos, Chivas. So I'm glad mm-hmm. I am subscribed to uh, Chivas TV, So <laughs> as I announced well, earlier. I'm glad this is going uh, to be on Fox Sports. Yeah, see, that's the thing I... I hate about the Chivas TV subscription is this month I paid for I paid seven dollars to watch one home game and that's it because they're all away. I want my money back. <laughs> you didn't watch like the extras and the behind the scenes or whatever. <laughs> if they even I mean, have that, I don't know. And then I don't even bother watching the feminine, but. Uh, it's just like man, it's such a bad, and the stream was so bad again. Uh, that Grizzly game, the stream was so bad. I had oh, to yeah. change it to English because uh, it was it kept dropping out. Um, oh, that's weird. But yeah, I'm glad that this game's gonna be on on cable. It's a big game. I think uh, Cholos they're not doing so well either. They're we got the same amount of points as they do, so it, it could be a toss up. I, I I expect it to be a draw. Maybe like a 2-2. Yeah, they lost a big player, the Nahuelpan, uh, at Cholos. He went to Querétaro, I believe. So, yeah, that, that's going to be that's gonna be a good game. I will game. say, though, if, then, if, if uh, Chivas lose again, I think this is uh, the end for Dena. I don't think he's going he's gonna to stick around for the rest of the season. So it's a big game. It's a big game for Chivas. Yeah, this is you know this is they're stacked, and what are they doing? They're not they're not producing the results. Like if you get stacked like that, and then you have the press and everything calling you Galacticos oh, and yeah. all this stuff, and I then you can't. To even mention, uh, Chicote got in trouble for showing up to the practice hungover because I guess after the game, uh, he was he went to party. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I think things aren't good, man. They need some discipline. That's if that's happening, then uh, yeah, that's terrible. Not sure what's happening, man. It's These bigger. It's off. It's These extra conscious stuff. Beginning of the season, these guys were were the super Chivas, super Galacticas. You know, now it's like that's a nightmare. Yeah. So on Saturday, let's see, we got Leon Necaxa 
And then a, a good one with Cruz Azul Tigres, Rayados America. And I a rematch see, of the final. Yeah, I could see America and beating they them. They couldn't be on farther opposite ends right now. <laughs> America's in fine form, uh, and Rayados are just. I got the campeonitis. Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if America beats them. Get some revenge. Oh, yeah. And they they continue to be down down in the dumps. Tigres Cruz Azul, that's going to be... That's going to be good. That could be a close matchup. Expect Leon to probably use bench against Nekaxa. I don't think they're going to use their, their strong side. I could see Nekaxa winning. Then on Sunday, Pumas Morelia, Querétaro San Luis, and Juarez versus Santos. Yeah, so the Pumas, I'm checking out the stream here. Okay, good. Pumas got a good chance, man. Morelia is in 16th position. Yeah, I think Pumas can can do well. Uh, uh, I'm liking Querétaro against San Luis, and then Juarez, and you know, could surprise Santos. But uh, you never know. They're they're playing away, so or Santos is playing away, so they might have a tough time against lowly Juarez. Yeah, even I can see Juarez, Juarez winning winning at home, and yeah. And Querétaro will probably take it, take it at home as well. Yeah, so there you have it. Some good, uh, good soccer over this weekend, and they're gonna have to prepare the teams for next week. Go back to Conca Champions. Uh, we also had Champions League, which I think you, uh, you, uh, you followed. Uh, the Champions League games. I think a lot of those games, like the PSG, the Liverpool loss, uh, it's similar to Conca Champions in that those teams, I think, eventually are going to pull through. What's well, that the do? interesting thing is, uh, you know, Liverpool are on this crazy streak. They uh, were humbled against Cholos Madrid, Atletico Madrid, and... Uh, the English teams had a bad had a bad time because <laughs> uh, Spurs lost as well. Yeah, it's. But I think the the biggest story of of the Champions League was uh, well, two things. Number one, Holland, just a freaking psychopath. That guy has scored two goals, and he's just. He's he's been a crazy signing for Dortmund, and then uh, at Atalanta beating Valencia four one on uh-huh. their Champions League like debut, like this is their first time ever being in Champions League. So, some pretty some pretty big upsets. Yeah. All right. 
So any other, uh, so we got League MX, we got any other topics you want to go over before we end it? Um, uh, uh, for players abroad, we had um, Edson Alvarez. He played the full 90 minutes. No, he didn't play the full 90 minutes. He played like 50-something minutes today for Ajax. Uh, Jimenez played the full 90 for Wolves. Wolves won 4-0. Uh, Victor Herrera didn't play in the Champions League because he's injured. And that's pretty much all from the players abroad. Uh, I think Tecatito probably played. He's been doing really well for Porto. And hopefully he... Uh, I don't know. I, I think he'd be, he, could, he could go to a bigger club. But I can see why he would stay at Porto. Yeah. Yeah, Jimenez is uh treated him nicely. Jimenez is just the bright spot, man. He's just he just needs to do more on the national team. It's just like uh Hector Herrera, you know, like he was the captain of Porto and then he goes to Atleti to polish some boots, man. He hasn't really been able to, to break in been a terrible terrible year for players abroad <laughs> we have more players than ever leaving and then we don't really have any any players from mexico getting exported so it's it's not good man i think at all times mexico should have at least 15 to 20 mexican players in europe but it seems like we're going to have maybe 10 and then the rest either in Mexico or in, or in, or in MLS unfortunately oh I guess some other news to end the show on if you want to talk about Moleros 2020 Leagues Cup information revealed uh, as far as dates July, August and September is when the games will be played um, oh, list. for the CONCACAF? Uh, yeah, the uh, League's Cup. League of Nations? Or... No, it's just League's Cup, I guess. What's League's Cup? It's the MLS League MX teams. Oh, so, it's the Super Liga? Yeah. So, like, there's one, two, three. There's, there's eight MLS teams that have already been chosen. Uh, Philadelphia Union, Toronto FC, DC United, New York Red Bulls, Real Salt Lake. Minnesota, LA Galaxy, and Timbers. And then from Liga MX is going to be... Campeón de Campeones, champion. Runner-up. Campeones, runner-up. Copa MX champion. Five top-ranked Liga MX teams. And they combine (laughs) after 19 and 20. Yeah. So that's just more... It's just more Liga MX MLS drama and action. More, and it's going to be all in the United States, I believe, right? The locations for all these games is in the United States, so they're going to be making dollars off these off these suckers. They're going to be stealing. So this is, oh, this is being played in the summer. Okay. They're going to be taking them for their uh, for their dollars. This is stupid. <laughs> People want to see it. People want to see U.S. versus Mexico. 
and they'll pay good money for it. So it's funny because uh, was it Houston Dynamo got a lot of shit for tweeting, get the super Mexican package, and it was like uh, tickets for like to see Chicharito. Yeah, that was FC Dallas though. It was FC Dallas. Oh, Dallas? Yeah. Oh, I thought it was Dynamo. Okay, Houston okay. made fun of him. Houston made fun of him. Like the oh, Dynamo. Okay, okay. It's like, damn, you're out, you're out there pimping other other people's players. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty pretty sad. All right, man. Any last thoughts? Um, Randy said that. Did you guys hear Liga Ascenso is going on a hiatus for five years? Yeah. I know something got announced today, but I didn't. Um, yeah, that, that's what it was announced. We sort of heard that in previous years, though, like it was going away for one or two years, and further details were to come. Mm. Um, but yeah, the, the whole Ascenso and and all that's messed up anyway. Like you can buy your way back in, and all these crazy rules mm. and stuff. And then if you're if you want to ascend, then you have to have all these requirements and stuff, which which some of them didn't. You know, the right stadium or the right. Uh, I think you had to pay a certain fee or something. Just crazy stuff, man. You had to have twenty a uh, stadium that fits at least twenty thousand fans. Yeah. And then you had to pay to. When you get promoted, you have to pay to to play. Yeah, that's crazy. It's just kind of crazy. But, I mean... So, it's all messed up anyway. 12 teams, 11 teams, so... Yeah, they need to revamp all that. So... Yeah, I don't really have any final thoughts. Uh, It's... it's, uh, I'm just tired of this whole MLS. Like, we've been talking about MLS way too much lately. I'm tired of giving them energy and attention. Yeah. Um, uh, for me, just hope that Chivas bounce back, get a win in Tijuana, and uh, and stop with the bullying. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, that's that's all I have, man. Thank you for, for having me today. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for coming on. The other guys uh, were busy or something going on, so glad to have you on and get a little bit of discussion this week, and we'll see what happens. Should be a good weekend and I guess good luck to them Chivas because it's sort of like uh, I'm sort of feeling sad man I'm feeling sorry I'm like dang man Antuna keep your head up dude <laughs> keep your head up Chivas you're you're like so so much hype going into the season for him and all these signings and all this money spent and then it's like oh, oh no yeah. oh yeah shout out to all the listeners thank you guys for in the chat and for Contributing, and then shout out to uh, uh, the 